allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Oh! Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. And this is episode 400. 400! I know, it's episode 400. And this is it tonight. Uh, Chrissy, of course, is doing winter shelter, shelter, if I can speak. And Dave, I believe, he's on like snow removal and ice duty at Penn Manor. And uh, so this nor'easter that kind of went through kind of uh, knocked everything out. But this is our last show for 2020. And uh, yes. And uh, I'm, I mean, I've been happy for all the shows that we did, but I'm, I'm glad we're near the end of 2020. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah, I'll be glad to put this year away and forget yeah. about it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's been one heck of a year, that's for sure. It's great to have everyone on. It's great to see you, Em. It's been a little bit since you've been on. I know work and everything else has been kind of chaotic. It's cuckoo, um, but, you know, it is the nature of the beast. And as much, every time I think, like, ah, I can't work, I can't do this, I need a break, I remember that I'm really lucky that I have a job. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. I'm and then I have insurance and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, no doubt. But it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, very good. Well, why don't we go ahead and so tonight we're going to be counting down our top five things are the things that we liked. I was going to say top, the top worst things, but we aren't going to do that. Um, but then we're also going to share a little bit about what's going on in our sci fi world. And uh, that's typically where we start. Miles, do you want to get us started here? Yes. Uh, so I am in- still enjoying Star Trek Discovery. I think this has been their best season so far. Uh, I've really liked the character of uh, Admiral Vance, played by, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, Odeb uh, Fair. Uh, I like his character. Some people are saying, you know, he's too much of a hard ass or whatever. I think he's great. Um I'm also enjoying Star. Yeah, I'm also sorry. I was Star- just saying plus one to that. Okay, well, <laughs> we, we reach, and uh, I'm, I'm also enjoying Star Wars: Mandalorian. The last couple episodes have just been incredible. Um, can't look at some of the animated um, shows on Netflix. I just caught uh, Castlevania on Netflix. I watched all three seasons. It's kind of a Count Dracula. Um, vampire show it's an anime right uh, it's an anime yeah, yeah. uh but uh, some some voices uh that we know from uh shows we like and, and actually people we've talked to um the uh the, the actor who played uh baltar james callus he, he's one of the voices um i'm drawing a blank the actor who uh voiced uh lorca and discovery he's one of the voices and we interviewed uh, Jamie Murphy. She plays a female, voices a female uh, vampire. We we interviewed her at uh, Shore Leave a few years ago. Okay, so some 
well-known actors are, are, are um, uh, contributing their voices. I uh, watched uh, a DC animated movie, uh, Batman, Death in the Family. It's been out before, but what they did was they kind of, there's a conversation between Bruce Wayne and uh, Clark Kent about what happened there. And then there's some shorts at the end from maybe lesser known superheroes, but that was interesting. I was on Amazon. I'm reading right now a um, do-overs. It's a time travel uh, thriller uh, by John Spolestra. And I fin- just finished reading a Star Trek novel, Con- A Contest of Principles uh, by Greg Cox. Sounds so that's like, what's going on in my sci-fi world. Sounds like you have a lot going on in your sci-fi world. Oh, yeah. No, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm super jealous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> super jealous. Yeah. Em, do you want to tell us what's going on in your sci-fi world? Yes. It's not as interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, um, like, I'm I'm completely obsessed with my Switch, as, it, as my Nintendo Switch to escape. And okay. on Animal Crossing, um, it's you know work is work and and things are hard and you need you need an escape and so my Switch and uh, is has been my escape and my the MMO that I play um, Guild Wars Two, the Winter um, festivals have started and I love dominating in that game during those times. Um, between that, the only thing I've had a lot of I've I've had time for is. Um, uh, Ready Player Two came out, and I started listening to that. I'm super excited about Ready Player Two. Um, I'm only three chapters in. I kind of wanna, I wanna, I want to take it course by course. I don't want to devour the whole meal right away, you know. Right. Um, and as I drop my phone and push every button on the screen, there we go. <laughs> um. Stop it. Um, I'm son of a nutcracker. There we go. Now, are you consuming it by audiobook or are you reading it the old fashioned way? Audiobook. Um, because it, it dropped the same day and I didn't, I, I knew if I bought the paper book, I'd have to put it away. So every morning when I get up, instead of listening to the news, I lift, I listen to a chapter and then I listen to it over again to make sure I didn't miss anything because there's so many Easter eggs in the first oh, two there is. in the first movie uh, first movie in the first book that, um, like I just want to consume it properly. Right. Um, and then I watched Titans. Okay. All of it. Um, and I thought that was an interesting show. I was not expecting to enjoy it. I just figured I would watch it just out of completionism. Uh, the first season kind of left me, you know, okay, where were they going with this? And then the second season, they, they cleaned it up a lot and they knocked it out of the park. Um, and I was very happy to see, um, Nightwing. And I, when I realized that they were going way back in time, like we, it was, seeing the different struggles and getting watching Robin become Nightwing was kind of fun. And then as I'm watching, like, this is really good. This is really good. This is the last episode. (laughs) And then expletive came out and I was very disappointed about that, but I'm kind of, I, I haven't looked up to see if they're going to continue it, but I'd like them to, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice, it's kind of, it's, 
it's not as I find the CW shows to be a little campy sometimes. Oh yeah, and this was not camp. Good. No, so, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I I really enjoyed it, and I I actually might run through it again because I'm sure there's stuff that I missed, and there were things about the characters that I embraced from the cartoon that I realized you have to let that go. Um, and so I, I let it go and really enjoyed the TV show, really enjoyed mm. the TV show. Like mm. I wasn't expecting Starfire to be such a cool chick and like really grasping like who she is that, cause she landed on this planet, like in the cartoon, not really, not really knowing everything and being a little naive to things, but this one old girl landed and she was ready to dominate. So I was very excited <laughs> about that. Um, the, and then just enjoying discovery. Just, I, I know there was a new episode today and I tend to wake up early on Thursdays and watch it. I'm a big giant, like work screen, <coughs> but so much went on today and I didn't want to be distracted. I love, I, I, I feel like, I feel like they're, they're, I don't know how to put this. Like, I feel like this is the Star Trek I have always wanted. Hmm. Something completely different. Something that didn't have to stick to canon because they're in a whole new time and a whole new place. And they're not limited by the strictures of, you know, what everybody's written and what other characters have done. They, um, there's a whole new history to be learned and understood. And, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, good. And that's, that's pretty much it on my list of, on my wee tiny list of things. Yep. And you're watching the Mandalorian as well. Of course. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Gorgu. He's so yeah. cute. Um, I'm real. That I, I know it's not, a, I, I wish just seeing all the characters that have been on the, on the episode so far, I kind of wish this was like a regular network 22 episode run. Right. Um, by the way, I don't know if you're, rec- are you recording the video of this? I'm not. Because, Okay, uh, so the listeners should know that Miles is cuddling his his little Gorgru. Yeah. It's so cute. And, you know, for those of you who have met Miles, he's a very tall gentleman. So Gorgru just looks so sweet. And, oh, my God, and it talks. It makes, um, makes sounds. He makes baby noises. Oh, my, oh, my stars. Yeah. That's so friggin' cute. He's really adorable. He is. Very good. That's all I got. What's your going on in your world there, so my, Scott? My world is <laughs> I am occasionally watching some Doctor Who here and there. I ran through a Christmas episode maybe two, three weekends ago uh, with Kiefer that, that I absolutely was in tears with. The and uh, and so I was telling Chris this, and Krista never watches Doctor Who, but she watched this one with me. She said, oh, let's watch it. So I rewatched it again. It was in tears again. It's the um the doctor the the lady the doctor the boxer it's like the line the witch in the war road one where they like enter the box and they go yeah so it's it's very she moving. Can only come out every once in a while. Uh no, it was the one of no that one that one was sad too. No, this is the this is one with um this is uh this is the one is Matt the Smith. Mom. The mom and her two kids and the, the kids father and the dad's and missing. Yeah, yeah. So when they fly back oh. and like she becomes the light that guides them home, I'm like, what? <laughs> that one's so good. It is. That one's it was, so good. 
so so tears so so that i'm occasionally watching doctor who and we can and chris and Kiefer wanted to do it today but he was doing other stuff and we didn't end up doing any doctor who. um ready player two i am working through and once again there are like these little you know tidbits he's dropping drop, dropping down like um and some of it's musical from the time period, some of it's games, some of it's, you know, it's just, <laughs> and it's just neat stuff because you're like, I think part of what the story's good so far, and I'm not very far into it, but the story's good so far. But the other thing that makes these books so good is there's a trip down nostalgia lane. I mean, you just go through and like, and it's like, oh, and if you catch it, you're like in the club. Like, you know, you know something that someone else who, didn't grow up then or perhaps isn't as geeky as you wouldn't know they might still enjoy the story but they won't really you aren't really a gunter like the rest of like like, like they aren't really gunters like you so i mean so that's what i really enjoy about it so i'm not that far into it and um i did hear i, I did hear some i i heard rumors that there was negative feedback i didn't actually read it um, but it did make me think that maybe I should be listening to this ahead of Kiefer, uh, because I'm a little bit concerned there may be some adult stuff that happens down the line. But, but I'm not sure. But, uh, but so far, Kiefer and I have been listening together. And um, again, I've listened to Ready Player One like five or six times, and so I am um, I'm looking forward to. I am really enjoying this, and of course, Will Wheaton is is uh, is reading it, and he is fantastic reader. So. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but like the pictures that he like when he posts pictures of him work, working and he's recording, um, I'm I think I could tell which pictures are the Ready Player Two ones because he just looks so giddy, like yeah. so excited to. It yeah. looks uh, it's it. So I, I I love the way he reads. So Amazon, this is kind of unrelated, but related. Will we Will Wheaton? Amazon has his series called Christmas through the decades. And they look at like Christmas in the the 60s, 70s, uh 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. And Will Wheaton is one of the character is one of the celebrities they bring on because he's he's from like the 80s and 90s, right? You know that he became yeah. famous with TNG and so he's commenting on like especially the geeky computer stuff that came out during that time he comments on. So called Christmas through the decades and my wife and I really enjoyed it. And um, again, it was a trip down nostalgia lane because, you know, you grew up in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And it's kind of like, okay, he's our age. Yeah. So he's our age. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other book that I'm reading is Duke of Caladan. It is a, um, the latest incarnation in the Dune uh, universe was meant to come out ahead of the movie. The movie, of course, got pushed back a year. But like everything else, but uh, Duke of Callahan, I'm really, I'm almost through it. And I'm really enjoying it, and I need to be through it by Monday night because I have a podcast that I'm doing on that book. And uh, Mandalorian, as uh, everyone else has kind of echoed here, the past three episodes have been phenomenal. Like when 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 Slave One shows up in that episode, you're like, oh yeah. When you see Boba Fett do what we always knew Boba Fett could do. You're like, oh yeah, and then and then like even in this last episode, even though it was a little bit like you know they're they're kind of going in and um, 
You got to see his face. There was just so many good things about this episode. Oh, and the Ashoka episode. I mean, the past four episodes have been a Star Wars lover's dream. And mm-hmm. this is the final episode. And by the time I get this posted, you know, that'll be out already. But, you know, you're kind of looking like, are they going to do what they did last season where they like pick up like everyone and they all go storm, you know, you know, Gideon's, you know, you know, dreadnought. You know, with Ashoka and 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 Katie Sackoff and her Mandalorians, and you know, are they going to pick all those up along the way to make you know kick butt and take take name? And we don't know, um, but I'm uh, I'm definitely the Mandalorian is definitely exciting. Scott, did you get upset at all when you saw the Razor's crest get destroyed? Um, so it was a kind of its own character in the show, and so. Initially, I was shocked they destroyed it, but the thing was a piece of crap anyway. And fly, <laughs> and, fly, and and now that he's flying around Slave One, come on, mm. that's a much better ship to travel with than the little piece of crap he had. I mean, they had I virtually really- they had virtually destroyed it anyways in that whole like oh a uh, few ice, times ice spider scene where like mm. it's practically destroyed and they're like flying you know and they falls off it. I mean. He, he treats it like a piece of crap anyways i would not give that guy my car i can tell you that right now i don't care if he's in I, thought was, I thought it was funny when he tried to land it and then it fell in the water <laughs> I and know. That, um that um the magnet pulled him out yep. yeah well the act the, the the alien that from admiral akbar's race he just looks at it, just shakes his head yeah. just you know repair it him. yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. I did appreciate when they were in Slave One because I always thought like Slave One lands a certain way, but then flies a different orientation. So when they were having, they're inside and they're having the conversation, they're talking about what's going on, and you can see, you know, they take off and then you can see the main body of the ship change orientation, like around the outside around them. That was super. I I, I got a. I, I thought that was just the the coolest thing. Yeah. No, it was. It was. And then, because Dave, Miles, and you, Em, were just bragging incessantly about Disco, I had watched the first season of Disco, watched the shorts, and then didn't watch anything from season two. And because I was like, ah, it's an okay show, not real grabbing me. But I decided that today, because it was a snow day, I'm like, oh, I'll power watch the first couple episodes of season three mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. and the first episode of season three mm-hmm. was phenomenal loved it loved it loved it um i'm sorry i couldn't hear you very well Could yeah no I, I said <laughs> I, I loved it and then the second episode it was like a fast forward through part of it you know when disco when the when the discovery actually shows up in the timeline um although the ending was very cool when michael burnham comes like out of nowhere surprise been here a year type thing um i liked the third episode with john frakes the one that she they directed that they went back to earth i thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool um but episode for hire doll guest starring yeah that was fantastic um mm-hmm. and but the episode that really <laughs> really kicked me in the feels was episode four and that was the, the trill returns to her home world, and there's all this, oh, yeah. there's all this PTSD drama 
Like, why can't she connect with her trail? Well, there's a real good reason. Um, and it's not just, and it's not just that it's also the discovery dealing with their crap. And I've, I was in tears, like legitimate tears uh, throughout the episode. Um, and I don't, like I'm talking about crying at different episodes here. I don't typically cry at TV episodes, but there's episodes when they move you in a certain way or you, you get what they're feeling. It wasn't about the exploration. It was about the characters themselves and the pain and the <laughs> loss that they were dealing with and them taking it out in each other. And then this, in the same way with the, the chick that's, pl- that's playing the host of the, tr- the trill and her loss, it was just fantastic. It really was. Um, it's, yeah, that was that was very emotional. Did, did so? Did you see season two yet, Scott? No, I skipped season two. Okay, that's you. You gotta go back to that. That that has um, <coughs> um, Anson Mount playing Captain P- Pike in that. Oh, oh, you need that. I yeah, I know. Yeah, I I know, but I uh, <coughs> I, I am not really interested at this point. <laughs> but maybe okay. I will. Let me get through season three so, and then do the. I don't, I think, I feel like you can't, you can, to a point, skip season three. There are, there is a chunk of their journey. So that episode where they're, they're dealing with all their PTSD, like the, the leap, the time, everything. Those last like three or four episodes of season two, you re like, I, I hear that you, you, it hit the feels but when you've lived through that with them, and then you have that, like I, I was, I had PTSD from that, for them. Right. It was. I feel like there's, there's understanding the entity that has all of that knowledge that they had to throw it into the future, getting a grasp of that, taking care of that. Like that's some data that that's a, that I think will be important as discovery goes on. So I do encourage you to go ahead, even if you fast forward through some of the junk, that's fine. Some of it's fast forwardable, but I think you'll, it'll further, it'll, it'll in deepen, if that's the right word. Um, I think your enjoyment of the show will will go deeper. It'll, it'll, it'll flesh it out. It'll make it, it'll, it'll probably make a bit more sense. (laughs) I was like, oh, and I think I have enough understanding of some of the character dynamics that I'm like, oh, okay, but I do, uh, but I do hear you. Now, and, and maybe I'll like season three so much. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'll go back and watch season two. So. Well, especially since um, uh, Pike is getting his own show. Yeah. You're going to need some of that data. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will, definitely. So just yeah. suck it up. Suck it I up. I was, that, that show, it means a lot to me. Um, the One of the more recent episodes where, they acknowledge and respect the 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 young person who has the trill, um, uh, who they identify as and who they are, and um, that moment when um, the redheaded guy, whose name is me, when Stamets refers, well, she can do it. She's got all of this, and she can she she she, and then the character stood up and said you know what? I'm, it's they, I am, and not, I've never identified as one of the other. I, I, I've, I'm, this is who I am. And Stamets 
took it in and accepted it and respected it. And I pretty much like, I see you and I hear you and you, you are who you are. That was, that was the first time I think I've seen anything like that on television, acknowledging and respecting someone's identity like that. And I like, I started bawling like, I, I only hope that as people on the planet go through those people who go, who are, are, are standing up for who they are and, and saying, these are my pronouns. This is who I am. I hope every person that hears it accepts the reacts the same way Stamets did accepting them, hearing them and seeing them for who they are and right. not like going, well, you look like a girl, you look like a guy, just, you know what? You are who you are. And I respect that. And it was, I, again, it's the Star Trek I have always wanted just saying all the things that should be said and, 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 and looking at through all of these different lenses to bring together like a real, uh, a unity of the, of, of what's going on today in our, you know, real in IRL in that science fiction world, that it's something that gets dealt with everywhere. So which is I what, don't know, I'm uh, rambling now, which is what Star Trek, Star Trek's always done that. So, yeah. But. And there's some character growth for Stamets. I mean, <coughs> he's kind of an a-hole the first couple seasons and, Oh God. Yes. He, he's, 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 he, he's becoming a decent human being. Yeah. He's a manageable a-hole. <laughs> Not enough know. Tignataro though. I need more of that engineer. I can't remember her character's name but i need more tignataro on oh well, jet jet reno jet, jet reno so jet and stamets i need more of that that, that yes like, yes i need and, them and then to if you, be on and if you add some tilly to it also it's lightning in a bottle of three of them yeah. you mean captain killy yeah. well no i i, I for tilly with not i mean captain killy she, she she's her own thing which is great but um right but the, the, the one scene when you have the three of them together and you know uh reno's like you know dysfunction is our function it's just you know <laughs> yeah but yeah. uh no you're right the, the 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 interaction between uh reno and stamets is just wonderful and then when you add uh tilly to it for just a little bit it's even better, even better. <laughs> how great is it that tilly is first officer i'm not sure how i feel about that i'm not sure if that's earned I don't, but I, I understand as far as the show and and where the characters are, that sort of makes sense. But I don't know with, if, if if that's if, if if she earned that or not. With what she went, you know, when we met Tilly at episode one, season one, and we see Tilly now, the for me, the her growth in general, she was she was very timid. She was very shy about things but not shy about things and then when put in extraordinary situations like that when she she came running out of um out of uh out of the 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 hospital the health area oh, hospital area the sick bay mm -hmm. and was like no i know how to fix this i i and then you know she's in the gown and slippers <laughs> and watching what she's willing to what she as a character has has stepped forward to do that you know because the actor did such a great job you know made Tilly uncomfortable or was scared of and she still stepped forward you know and like in this season when um 
when Burnham goes off to go do her thing until he's like, you know what? I, I would have done it myself, but this is, this is a, this is a problem. This is, this is not what we do for Starfleet. I I'm turning her in. Um, that to me was a, a the step of an, that was a, a big step for her to make that declaration and everything she's done so far. It, it just, it's, it's putting her in a leadership mode early for her, but I think given what she's been through, she, she will definitely learn from this. And this is, this is an opportunity she's not going to squander. Yeah. See, I, I love Tilly. I'll even go say I'm silly for Tilly, but um, uh, I almost feel Saru needs a first officer that will <clears throat> question him and keep him on his toes a little bit. I'm not sure the way they have Tilly and Saru's rapport right now that that it's happening, but we, we'll see. We'll you know, we'll see. absolutely. Yeah. We will see it. Anyway, um, sorry, we just we, deterred into a whole discovery conversation. Yeah, we did. That's that's perfectly fine. Uh, I, it's my fault, Scott. Yeah. I'm just glad you're watching it. That makes me happy. There you go. Yeah, me too. There you go. Yay! Well, uh, one of us. One yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I, I maybe a, this we should have brought this up when we were talking about Mandalorian a little bit, but. Got news that uh, the actor that played the original Boba Fett died today. Yes. What was his name? Mark. You have to know this. I I do not know the actor's oh, okay. name. But anyway, Jeremy Irons. No, I'm just kidding. Different actor. <laughs> no. Is it? It's Jeremy. If only there was a way we could figure this out. I know, right? <laughs> I could have sworn I read the I read a quickie article this uh, this afternoon about it. Yeah, that's why I saw it come down through. But Miles is looking it up. Excuse me. But, well, I'm actually looking up for Farpoint news. We're, talk, we're going to talk about Farpoint. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, is the actor that played the original Boba Fett died, and that's all. That's all things mm-hmm. we said about that. Uh, we do have Farpoint news, and the Farpoint news is, of course, that Farpoint is not happening in person. But they are moving on to a virtual format, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have a chance to do some of our panels with that. So I guess maybe we should reach out and say, hey, we're still interested in doing our panels and our interviews. Yes, please. I don't know if they're going to do the interviews or what will happen with the guests there, but. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll need to reach out and see what, uh, see what, what, they say, what, what they're but- doing. But mm-hmm. same weekend and uh, next next year's uh, Farpoint, of course, has been announced again because they're just kind of shifting everything back. So I believe if, if we're you, um, go ahead. Oh, if we're going, if this is if they're doing it all, if they're going to do Zoom, we're going to need to figure out how to record these over Zoom. Oh well, that's that. I can record it from my end. Um, the audio and certainly the video would they would we need to record would we do it and then like upload it somewhere is that kind of how it goes yeah so as long as you have the ability to record zoom yeah we could that'd be great and then if they are cool with releasing the video of 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 it we just have to all tidy up and i'll put snoopy back up again yeah you have to i'll put up put up a background 
Sorry, that was not meant for the show. I should have saved that for later. No, but we'll that's cut fine. That post. Yeah, but we can. That's uh, or not. Um, but yeah, we can easily. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, certainly uh, talk about doing uh, something for Farm Farpoint. But talking about Farpoint, which is taking place in 2021, we want to wrap up this year, 2020, and uh, we tossed around in the last show. Um, about what we want to do. So we want to talk about the five things that we liked in this year, because there's been a lot of negativity about this year and some of it rightly so. Uh, but want to talk about the things that you really enjoyed and also things that we're looking forward to in 2021. And so how do we want to do, do we want to round table our numbers or we just want to run down through We'll start with like 2020 and we'll run down through that list and talk about it and then move on to the next person. Or how do you want to do this, Miles? Um, how about, like, I'll give you, like, I'll start with number five. I'll, I'll, I'll give my number five, talk about it for a minute, and then move on to either you or him. Sounds good. We can okay. do that. I'm fine with that. Sounds like a plan. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Go okay. for it. So, what I really liked in 2021 was uh, season one of Picard. Um, it was great to see Picard, uh, see Patrick Stewart playing Picard again, and also seeing uh, Seven of Nine come back, seeing uh, Riker and Troy, um, and uh, seeing um, uh, the actor, the character of Hugh. Um, so it wasn't quite, I think a lot of fans were hoping to be more of a, reunion um and so i gave the show a a b but it was still good i enjoyed it and it looks like they're going to i mean they, they are, we are getting a season two so i i, I yeah, that's what that was, that's my number five oh, season cool. one of the card good um go ahead uh m um <laughs> It's the dumbest thing. And I, but like, I'm really excited, not excited. I'm very content with HBO Max mm. and, um, and Disney Plus together because, because they are the warehouses of a lot of the great entertainment that I enjoy and some of the crappy entertainment that I enjoy, um, more so on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> that, like, it's, both of them have quite a repository of, of, of it's the Smithsonian of, of, of interesting films, like because HBO max has DC and, a, and, um, and something else I I've been powering through a lot of the DC animated films as well as the TV shows. So that's been nice to have that access to something like that. And then Disney plus, they just keep putting out more and more really fun and interesting content you know, like the, um, the right stuff, um, all the Marvel stuff, all the Marvel, uh, TV shows and movies. It's, I've, I've really, in, I I'm impressed with how much is there that is appealing to me. I was expecting to sign up for both for maybe two or three months and power watch through and then dump it and wait until something good comes along. But I'm really, I'm really impressed. Um, I'm really impressed with it. That's your number five. It's not that. That's my number five. Mm -hmm. It's it. 
I will admit it's dumb, but it makes me happy. So suck it. Yeah, it's not dumb, man. No, it's good. I think I might (laughs) sign up for HBO Max because a lot of the DC live action content is going there, and like you, so and they'll have some other cool stuff there too. So I'll, I'll probably have the first year. I'll probably sign up for it too. Well, Miles, I'm kind of in your boat um, with uh, picking Picard. And again, these are not in any particular order. So, but I'll talk about Picard since you talked about it. And uh, <clears throat> Picard very much is, for me, was it was again, it was a trip down. We were talking about Ready Player One and how it's like a trip down to Star's <laughs> Lane. There's a sense where Picard throughout the episode was a trip down nostalgia lane. Yes, it has its own story, but there were Easter eggs, there were characters and people that you saw that that just warms your heart. That if you knew Next Generation series, that you kind of had a little bit of an inside scoop for those that may not have watched. Uh, and so I liked it. I liked, I liked Picard as a character. I liked... Um, the way he grew. I liked seeing the various characters they brought back. And so, yeah. So uh, that's my number. That's my number uh, five. Okay. So my number four, uh, not a show, but uh, just what we've been doing, uh, our review of <laughs> pilots and having, um, authors on on with us to uh discuss and review them i'm having a, a lot of fun doing that and especially when we get an author to join us and uh give their perspective and their experience with uh writing for these characters and everything so that's my number four. Oh, good um uh my number four is um specifically Gogru. Never uh, has a character. Yeah. Never has a character brought so many people together. And he's ridiculously adorable. He's complex. He's kind of a little jerk. But there we yes, thank you. Thanks. Miles is showing us his Gorgru again. Uh-huh. Um, if only it had a shiny he, ball he was playing with, that'd be <laughs> Exactly. He didn't come with um, one. He came he came with a frog though. Aw, that's or maybe, so maybe, gross. maybe, maybe, maybe he was holding like a fish egg. I'm just kidding. Aw, too soon. <laughs> not my favorite, but still. Um, I just I enjoy the fact that like at work he's become a mainstay of conversation sometimes, or a meme. Um, there have been just amongst every like. When I go through my news feed on a on Fridays, there's always something about not Mandalorian, but about this tiny adorable creature I know. who is like grabbed. It's it's just that little moment of of joy that you're like, you know what? Things suck right now, but look at this kid. <laughs> so, I I think he's been a highlight of the year. Absolutely, absolutely, very good. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, and I know I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm stealing some of, uh, I'm just stealing miles less, but I do feel like one of the things that I really enjoyed, uh, really, and the authors have been great. Don't get me wrong. And we've had some interesting people like Doug Drexler and, um, 
and Larry Nemechek and Keith DeCanado and, uh, and other people that we've had on the show that have talked about some of the Star Trek pilots. But really, it's been the conversation that I've had with each one of you, and we've done those shows, um, and getting your perspectives and what hits you and getting Chrissy's perspective as, as someone in psychology. And, you know, it's just, for me, it's, it's made these shows richer. And, um, and, some, and in some cases have, have, has even gone as far as to redeem the pilot. If I wasn't really into the pilot, uh, suddenly I gained a new appreciation for the pilot because of our conversations. And, and I like, I like that. And, and granted, none, the pilots aren't typically perfect. But there's uh there is stuff that happens that uh that kind of uh has some longevity to it. And so I too I like the conversations we've been having with authors to discuss them, but I I think more than anything I've been appreciating the conversations we've had about the pilot. And uh I'm looking forward to you know doing other shows after we get through all the Star Trek uh universe and we talk about the pilots with it. So but, cool. yeah. So my 2020, um, I've, I've been loving Star Wars The Mandalorian. I guess it debuted in 2019, right? Um, yes. Yeah, but uh, I'm enjoying season two. One, one thing I like about it that I liked in 2019, it, this still feels like my Star Wars that I enjoyed when I first started watching it. It still has mm. a lot of the old school look the characters i mean it's contextually it's within shortly after the events of return of the jedi uh they go back to tatooine a bunch of times and um even seeing some growth with uh, mando i mean he follows the mandalorian code almost religiously but in the last episode he kind of had to break break the code you had to take it you know he can't show his face he has to keep his helmet on all the whole time right. that but i mean he's a, he, he he's more of a fundamentalist and when it comes to the, the whole mandalorian um code and, and the way and everything like that but uh he, he even even you know because he wants to rescue grogu um a child that he probably you know loves like a son he, he's willing to go you know even go against his beliefs to do that so he's he, he's even has some interesting character growth and yep. yeah uh, and, and the action scenes have just been incredible um just when they uh, uh the the time that they go to that one imperial base they just want to sh- shut it down but just that chase scene at the end at first they send out the speeder bikes they managed to you know deal with the speeder bikes then um then come the TIE fighters and um, <laughs> it's just a crazy ass chasing, but it's just um, Disney can do it. They have the money, the resources yep. just visually. And, and just, it was just very entertaining. So um, yeah, 2020, we, I think we, like you said, Scott, we have one more episode to look forward to. Uh, th- th- that's something I really liked about 2020. One about the Mandal- the Mando's growth. The last episode, and if you haven't seen it by now, again, suck it. Um, <laughs> at the very end, when the when the video comes up, and just Mando's speech, 
And because I love Pedro Pascal so much, like I could, I'm sure if he could have, I don't know if that's just an image or if they actually filmed him, but like I could, I know I could see what his face was doing underneath there. Like if you, I am coming for you, you have got, boom. Yeah. And it's crazy. Oh, I just lost my headset. So you're going to get room noise. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Um, but it was, I, I, I loved that. I, I'm with you on that, Miles. Yeah. There's a lot of gravitas in, in that speech. Yeah. Plus, it echoes yeah. what it, it echoes what uh, uh, Juan Carlos' uh, character did earlier on. So. Um, go ahead, Em. You're number three. My number three. Um, my number three is the growth of Star Trek in general. Um, between Discovery and Picard and um, and Lower Decks and a bunch of others, you know, what we're getting in the f- to come. Um, there's just it this resurgence of 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 a of a story that I love to see how much broader of an audience it's been getting, especially since Lower Decks. I think Lower Decks opened up a bunch of people that I, I, that I know that were like, nah, I don't know about Star Trek, but they found Lower Decks super funny. Like, well, you know, it's not as funny as Lower Decks, but it's something cool. And to, and to have such a modern take on, on an iconic staple of Americana, um, I'm very pleased that like this whole year has just embraced Star Trek though. You know, we're not going to get a fourth movie and I'm sure Dave is happy about that. Um, (laughs) We are, we're going to get, there's that an animated series on Nickelodeon that's coming. Right. And then Pike gets his own series. And then like we've got another series season of Picard. We've got, you know, discoveries going on right now. Who knows what else? The embracing and bringing and putting money into it again makes me very happy. Like it, I I'm enjoying watching how, how much more widespread it is. Right. Uh, and we might be getting a section 31 series. Oh yeah. I heard Georgia. That. that would be amazing. I heard rumors. So, yeah. Well, my number three is related to the Mandalorian, but, Really, it's seeing Ashoka on screen for the first time. She was yes. uh, live action. She was so she was so bad. She was so badass in this one, and I just really, I just really enjoyed her um, her acting. And I'm glad I'm glad they announced a show that kind of focused on her and the Thrawn lines they threw out. Uh, it was just. As a general rule, it was it was just a good, it was just good, um, and so uh, that was my number three. Cool. Well, um, my number two was the announcement that we are going to get a Captain Pike show. It it could be late twenty twenty one, could be early twenty twenty two. I think it'll probably be more like twenty twenty two because. You, usually, they, usually when they announce these things, they usually fight off more than what you, or for some reason they have to delay it. So I'm just going to plan on early 2022. But I just remember when we were watching 
Discovery Season 2 and just seeing Captain Pike. And I was thinking it, millions of other fans are thinking that, man, we want to see a we want to see Anson Mount get his own Captain Pike show. And I'm sure he got um, barraged that question many times at conventions. And um, We asked it to him when we was in a uh, lot in our interview, didn't we? No, we didn't. And I made sure we didn't do oh, that. Oh, that's because, right. We avoided answering that, asking that question. Yes, I didn't want to annoy him. I, I, you know, I really tried, you know, to not you know, not, not that question, at least, uh, just, um, you know, I want to tell him, you know, Hey, I, pre- I love your performance. I'd love to see him again, but you know, I wasn't going to say, Hey, so what do you know about a Captain Pike show? No, but they did tell us we're going to Captain Pike show. And I love the announcement. They had Anson Mount. Um, they had, um, uh, Rebecca Romaine. They had, um, uh, Ethan Peck, you know, just, give us great announcement that um it's in the works so i'm really looking forward to that um can't come soon enough that's awesome m you're number two uh pausing uh my number two so it's kind of it hasn't happened yet but it's happening actually i should double check and see if it is happening hold please skip me okay um, number two for me is Doctor Who. I've been, uh, I, I watched Doctor Who twice before, and Kiefer wanted to watch it again. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it again. And so that, that whole journey has just been, I continue to like Matt Smith. I continue to like Dave Tett. Like, there's just a lot that I really have enjoyed about the show. So, yeah. So that's my number two. I'm enjoying that trip down memory lane. Okay. I can't find confirmation of what I believe my number two is. Um, So I know that I have, with all the COVID crap, all the movies that I I have wanted to see on a massive screen, you know, it's, it's all gone to pot. And all I can do is dream about the day that like, you know, well, maybe they'll re-release it and I'll be able to watch it that way. But, the um the release of dune uh coming straight to my television that is one of those dune is one of two films that i would suit up in like a hazmat suit and go to a movie theater to see because it just looks spectacular and i love the casting choices and the pictures i've seen um are just phenomenal and it's really it's there, there have been many Dunes. The original Dune will always be a personal favorite, although some things are super cheesy. It is what it is. And then there have been the television versions and Children of Dune and Cousins of Dune and roommates of third, you know, ha- uh, college friends of Dune. There have been many Dunes, but to take the original and to, and to really give it some love and craft it into something, it hasn't happened yet. It's not on telly yet. But it is something that if it's because I know there's another film coming out on Christmas Day and I don't I can't find a date for when Dune is going to come straight to my television. So I, I heard that it was delayed a year, but I could be wrong about that. No. Okay. Well, okay. then. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's what I heard. First. Yeah. I thought it was coming out in like wasn't it was, Dune it was supposed it was, to hit the theaters it this it was, month. Yes. It, yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah, it was. But yeah, that didn't happen. 
For those of you at home, I am making my frowny face with the big crinkle in between my eyes. Yeah. Oh, number one, Miles. So my number one for 2020 was Farpoint 2020. Uh, It was the last convention I was able to attend. It was the last time I was able to see M and and Dave and uh, other people we know and love at this convention. And uh, just being with my people, talking about what we love uh the panel that i host that co-hosted with uh 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 keith keith uh, decandido and the, the the guy who cosplays his cue there's another guy who joined us i had the best time at that uh panel we just laughed our asses off talking about the mirror universe <laughs> um the, the the uh the guy who cosplays Q, he was hilarious he's he he's funny. been in fan films and just you know he was a delight um but that that was as far as my sci-fi memory of this past year it it, it was far point because i got to be with you know some of our co-hosts for the podcast and do 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 some do some shows and um just 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 hang out with cool people um i hope we could do that again soon yeah so um my number one thing and i and I love hanging out with everybody, but, and I love hanging out with everyone and not a, but cause there's nothing wrong. Uh, I, for me, it was the Joko cruise. Um, my closest, closest, like visceral family friends. And I, we left not knowing what was going on. Um, I mean, we knew it was going on, but we figured like uh, many safety precautions have been put in place. We at that time didn't know the extent of how big things were getting and how big they were. Like it was, it was the last time we, we, we got on a cruise ship right? and everything was doing okay. And, you know, little did we know that a lot of information was being held from us, you know, and we, we, we get, we go, we're careful amongst ourselves we're all washing our hands. We're all using hand sanitizer. No one's hugging each other. And this is before like even any shutdowns happen. We immediately were like, this is how we're going to react to this. Which it's elbow bumps and that's about it. And reserve hugs for very, very special reasons. But we were all so careful and that every crew member was so careful. And it was a blast. And it was the first time that my dear friend Colin and I, um, our band, Salmonella, which seemed appropriate and also not appropriate because we were handing out hand sanitizer wipes. It's in salmonella infectious music um, to everyone. It was the first time that I'd sung like a set in front of people and played in front of people. And the people who were closest and kindest to me were there and to do that with friends. And we all found out together that the hell was actually handing out hand baskets for us uh, as we landed and, it was the last time it was, it was, a, 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 it was my, if I had not had that, those seven days, eight days to disconnect from work and disconnect from the world, I don't know if my mental health position would be where it is today right. to have had that time with friends and friends who, and people who like, 
if if we got stuck on that boat, we would be okay because there were engineers and there were doctors and there were educators and there were people of all walks of life. We we all it was a it was an it was a, a, a community that I wish the whole world could have done because I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be in the mess we're in right now. But that it like it was just such a, a wonderful everyone followed the rules, but everyone was so sweet and silly and fun and it was joyous and I, it prepared us to like, when we got off the plane and we all went to a crowded restaurant for breakfast, having learned that our offices were closed, all this, it was the lot, we, we, we really embraced that moment right. and went home and we were ready and mentally prepared to hunker down for these nine months. Right. And it was in my life. And I've gone on lots of these cruises. It was my eighth Joko cruise. And I've done lots of conventions. I think spending that week with the, those people who are closest to me. And like, I wish you guys could come on the cruise. You would love it. Um, I sound like a cult leader. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like it was, it was the best thing in the world for me. And, and our cruise for 2021 has been delayed to 2022. So I have time to lose the COVID weight. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And, That's I, it. and, and I, Sorry. Think I, I think, well, I think that was important. I mean, it's obviously it, it brings a sense of, of it was for your mental well being. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am, I'm, I'm moved by that. I mean, you're with people that like the stuff that you like. I mean, some of those reasons why I, I love Farpoint 2020 is the last time I get together with a bunch of people and friends and people I love exactly like that. Exactly. So I, I get it. It's, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm very moved by that. Yeah. I'm going to get weepy. Aww. It'll happen again. It'll happen again. Yes. It'll it'll happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it again. Yep, it'll, it'll so, go. Scott, after that emotional outpouring, <laughs> enjoy following that, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, for me, Disney Plus was just a, uh, a, good, a good thing. So, I like Disney Plus. I liked all the Star Wars shows. I've been watching, like, Clone Wars. <laughs> Uh, rewatching Clone Wars and then uh, also watching Rebels, um, and you know there's there's been a lot that's been keeping me occupied and entertained, and uh, and that's good. Yeah, so I don't have much more to say about that. It's my number one, and again, these weren't in any order for me. Well, let's move on into uh, what we're looking forward to in 2021, and. Uh, Miles, you want to go again, or, you, or should we shift? Yeah, go go ahead. That's fine. So uh, I'm looking forward to Picard season two. I don't have the exact date, but I think, but it is tentatively planned for for 2021. Uh, I would guess. Well, we got like the month of uh, May of this past year, so either that or the fall. But um, I, I think what they will do with the, this next one is be kind of what the fans wanted uh, like a reunion with Picard and the other castmates from TNG. And, um, cause I, I think for, for many fans that the episode 
that when Picard meets up with uh, Riker and Troy, I think you ask a lot of people who they'll they'll say that was probably their favorite episode. So I I think we'll see some more. um, uh, I I, I think we'll see some old, old friends in season two when, when it comes out. And that's what you liked about is seeing the old friends in Picard. What? So I, yeah, that's certainly what we hope. We hope. Mm Mm-hmm. Em, how about for you? What's uh, your number five? What are you looking forward to? Well, I guess it's due now because I have to wait until yeah. next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, coming up with a list for for 2021, I'll be honest, the only thing on my list, it's there's two things. And one of them is the vaccine. Ah. Because it means, because then it means the second thing on my list, just seeing everybody. Yeah, getting to go and be goofy with you guys at Farpoint, and um, and 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 getting to see just being connected it with our own eyeballs instead of over a, a, a an electronic device. Um, so I don't really have that much of a list because um, I, I I think twenty twenty kind of wore me down and so it's kind of like when you're dating when you're younger and you have this huge list well he has to do this and they have to do that and they have to have as you get older that list thins out you know are they need to be alive yep. they need to be able to pay their own rent right done done not <laughs> like living I, not living in their mother's basement yeah. well like you know if they're helping pay the mortgage then that's fine um i think there's so there's so much coming in the year in next year. There's it's it's a hope that we we clamored for, and um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm just happy that that one one of the the, the number two thing leads to the number one thing on my list. Right. And June. And June. Okay, so. Uh... Miles, you want to go back and do a second one since uh, I'm sorry. sorry. What, what, what was your number five, Scott? I didn't give it yet. But, okay, uh, give you number five. Okay, my number five. Um, so uh, I am looking forward to. Um, I am looking forward to seeing people, and I was mentioning before the show that. One of the things that I uh, really enjoyed was like uh, getting together to play board games with people and seeing people. And so I've really missed that. So I'm looking forward to not only the vaccine coming down, but obviously the us getting a handle on the virus so that we don't, so, so we can do those sorts of things again. And so for me, it's uh, getting to see people, but especially board games. That's my number five. So my number four, um, hopefully this is for 2021. It's tentative, but um, we're supposed to be getting a, a Kenobi show for for um, for the Disney Channel. Ooh. There's been t- there's been talk of that f- for a while now, but it, it look you know it looks like it, it's in the works. It's just um, well, that's okay waiting. because that's uh, M's favorite Vader is going to be coming back to that show. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's true. They, they didn't make an announcement that uh, Hayden Christensen is going to come play Darth Vader. No, <laughs> oh, there that that totally uh, frisked out my audio. Nice. Job. Well, 
<laughs> you know what? Screw you, 2021. Just wait. <laughs> just, 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 just wait. Just wait until they bring Nat- until they bring Natalie Portman back as well. That's it. I'm I'm rage quitting right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Damn, don't hold gross. back. Tell us how you really feel. So M gave her four already, right? Yeah. All right. So I am. What do I have on my list here? Let me find it. Um, I, uh, you know, you mentioned the Kenobi show, but I'm looking forward to. There was a whole slew of shows that Disney announced is coming down the pike. Maybe not for 2021, but I'm looking forward to them for the future. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm. I, I think I'm. I'm pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. So. But well, so my number three, I, I am also looking forward to the new shows on Disney Channel. There, there's been uh, teasers and trailers dropped uh, <laughs> for uh, the Loki show and the Falcon and Winter Soldier shows. They're supposed to be deba- debuting sometime in 2021, as well as WandaVision. So it'll be nice to see those characters back. But the Loki trailer looked excellent. I can't wait to. You know that 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 looks like it's going to be a good show. Yep, I'm. Uh, that's going to be. Is that your number three? That was my number three. Yes. All right. And uh, go ahead, Emma. Number three. Um. Well, I really only had two, but I'll come up with a third one. Uh. No, that's fine. What else is there? There's there's. Mm. Oh, there's supposed to be a new comic book store opening up in town, like in my town town uh, this summer. So I'm kind of jazzed about that because I don't like I like I, pr- I would prefer to stick with a locally owned comic book shop than ordering them online. Um, oh, good for you. There's, there's like there's that thing about like there's the smell mm-hmm. when you open up a comic book. It's that paper and ink smell. That like, yeah, I'll rip open the bag and there's a couple, but to walk in there and be like, what's new? And just sit there and read on new comic book day. It's there's, and I don't, I'm tired of like, I want, I want a small mom and pop to make the money, Mm -hmm. not uh, border books or Amazon or Marvel direct. And, and uh, I'm with you on that as far as comics. I mean, I've tried reading on a Kindle or an iPad. It's not the same. I just can't get into it as much. I'd rather have the, you know, dead tree media version of the comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's my turn, right? My number, uh, my number three. Number three. Um, I am, you know, I continue to, uh, I think Dune, you mentioned Dune. Obviously, I, I run a podcast on Dune. I, I really do I really do enjoy uh, Dune in general. So I think that I am, I am looking forward to Dune. Yay. So. Uh, I've never watched the original, so I'll have to watch the original and then be ready to watch the new one. Yeah, no, and uh, tell me of your home world, Usul. He is the Quiznos hat rack. The Quiznos hat rack. Yeah, not hat rack, hat rack. <laughs> I know it annoys Dune people when I do that. So, <laughs> all right, uh, you are number two. 
Uh, my number two. It goes back to the vaccine and people. Well, I thought that was again. your Miles. Did you give your number two? I, I didn't get my number two yet. Oh, that's fine. So oh, my go, number go, go, two. Go, it just uh, since I can't see much of anybody. Uh, being able to record the podcast with you guys, I've always enjoyed. But this is, uh, you know, as far as just getting together and talk talking sci-fi, I'm looking forward to another year of, uh, you know, recording the podcast with with, with, with the both of you and, and and with Dave and Chrissy. That's um, it's one of the highlights of my week. Um, uh, highlight, you know, when we when we get together and do this. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, plus one to that. Uh, for me, um, I have, uh, I too enjoy recording. I think, <laughs> I think, I think that would be a good number two for me. Um, and I, I do like the recording that just the, for me, it's, there's something about what this does for my mental state, just to chat geeky stuff and have it not be serious. And it is, I mean, we, we take it seriously, but we also have a lot of fun. And I think that 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 for me is makes it work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think does it number one. What's our number one? My number one is, and I guess it's not. It's definitely not a guarantee. It's it's a hope. Um, the return of going to cons and hanging out together. Uh. With 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 you and with 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 the people we've gotten to know and love over the years, um, that's one that's one of the things that enhances my love of science fiction is getting together with uh, like minded people and um, sitting down having a meal together uh, or just um, mm. or hanging out on one of the panels uh, talking uh, that that just just the the community and the camaraderie that um, we we get from that is something that's uh, it, it, it it's something that has has enriched my life over the years, and it's something that's uh, that's missed now. So it's it's my hope of twenty twenty one is is going back to the cons. Makes sense. How about uh, M? Do you have a number one? Vaccine. <laughs> that's a number one or everyone time. So, and there's more to it than just like yay the vaccine. It's more like. This is the it's it's one of those few times in history where scientists have all like they like with AIDS there was a competition with most medi- with most of the medications there seems to be a competition to find uh, a means of making a disease chronic or curing it. I feel like because of the way this this global pandemic has hit us, like the. You the politics of it kind of went by the wayside, and the scientists were in charge. And we're like, no, we're going to share data. We're going to talk about this stuff, and we're going to fix. We're going to find it. We're going to we're going to science the crap out of this. And um, seeing that happen, and knowing that that little vial is the work of thousands of hours of brilliant people that have been left alone to do what they can do the ma- and make the magic they can make. It's just, it's a tiny little vial of success and F you to the people who just try to market things. Yeah. Not that I have an opinion. Right. Not at all. 
<laughs> You're a fence sitter, Em. I just, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm so I'm so chill and calm about things. <laughs> so the thing that I'm looking forward to in 2021 is Sci-Fi Diner karaoke. What? Oh, Em, you didn't know? <laughs> we have this all planned out in April when Chrissy gets back in the show. She's mm-hmm. going to be in winter shelter then. We're going to do sci-fi diner karaoke. We're going to sing to like theme songs and science fiction related songs. <laughs> <laughs> so sci-fi diner. Okay. I'm sorry. Sure. So Dave and I started it by singing the Enterprise theme song badly. Um, and, uh, and we thought, what the heck? We're a diner. <laughs> we can have a karaoke night, right? <laughs> you know what? and ems notably absent that night no i figured that you can like no. you can like you you can break out the ukulele and we can just do it i don't i don't know how you could do your, to you, look up some of those songs well you can see you, how they sound in a uke well you, even if you don't you can like sing i mean it could be just like songs in general you can you gotta sing your klingon song that's true <coughs> So. Oh, that reminds me. I got to reach out to the dude who created Klingon and see if he'll um, if he'll sign off, if he'll correct it and sign off on it so it can become canon. <laughs> that <laughs> would be goes. really fun. That would be fun. Cool. Yeah, Mark Okerin, he'd probably. Oh, my God. That happened this year, didn't it? Yeah. You, 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 that yeah, happened you, this you, year. You hung out with him a little bit, four point. And then the gal who was in um, Discovery, like, she she was, like, I, I, I have it framed. I just haven't hung it on the wall yet. The notes I had, I just happened to have the written out song with me. And I was like, will you please sign this? Cause I'm going to sing it in front of 800 people. <laughs> That's awesome. That was awesome. I forgot about that. Oh, that was great. I'm sorry. No, very good. We'll no, cut this in post. That's it. That's our, uh, that's our uh, show. Is it? It is. Is it? It is. Is there anything interesting? Well, you know, we didn't talk talk about which is happening on Christmas Day, on December twenty fifth. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Do, 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 do. The so only thing excited. is, there's no there's no movie theaters that are open right now. Oh, where you are? That's right, because you guys went to Super Double Lockdown. Um, so it's it's gonna be on HBO Max. Not that they're paying me. Maybe I'll have to get the HBO Max sooner so I can see it. Maybe there's like a seven day trial and you can just sneaky sneak on. That's a good. I, I I'm going to look for that. But I I, I, I do want to see the. I do want to see the new Wonder Woman movie though. Yes, Wonder Woman 1984 comes out on cre on the December 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my brother has already written it into the agenda for Christmas day things. And my sister-in-law kind of made a face and I was very upset with her. Like, don't, you don't understand. It's <laughs> wonder woman and it's going to be in our living room. So yeah, we're putting it in the agenda church on over zoom brunch. Since our family of six is a nice pod of its own and then wonder woman. And then the, my brother and the boys will disappear for, um, for football or whatever sports thing is going on that day. Sounds like it'll be a nice day. It sounds like it will be. Are a you nice guys, day. are you guys, what are your plans for the holidays? I'm going to be hanging out with my brother-in-law. <clears throat> it. 
I don't have much going on. My uh, usually I go to my aunt and uncle's house in Lancaster, and they're not having anything because of just concerns over COVID. So that's smart. It's gonna gonna be low key. That's good. But and that you know what? We'll just save it all up for next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We'll save it all up for next hey, year. I need a, we, we do need to wrap up the show guys. I have something that's happening here. Um, but it's been great having you guys on and miles. Why don't you take us out of the show? All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Wear a mask. And be safe. like this sentinels of the multiverse is kind of like um it's a deck building game like and sentinels. have you played that before? i have it's been i've only played it a few times but i have enjoyed it the time i played i know the guy who designed it you do from joko yeah he he taught me how to play it but i hadn't like i didn't have a concept of a lot of the the game mechanics so he kind of kept using like that that kind of vocabulary to explain the game to me and i didn't know who he was and i was like dude it's just it's a lot of information what the hell were they thinking and then my friend leaned over and said um that's the guy who designed it and i went dude what were you thinking like it's (laughs) it's not intuitive for a for every game player so he was very sweet like all right well let me figure out and then my friends and i got really drunk the next night on the cruise ship and and um sat down and explained it to me in like layman's terms instead of gaming vernacular and then it was kind of fun i went to i i went to chris bedell and said i'm really sorry dude but like it was just i didn't have the vocabulary i i wasn't that big of a gamer at the time so a lot of that stuff eluded me and it was nice it was he was very sweet about it he's like no 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 it's fine that's good feedback (laughs) <laughs> it probably is. I mean, if you want to, you know, depending on how accessible you want your game to be. Uh, I mean, the game is super friggin' successful, so it's getting to the right people. Right, right. And then right. I've taught it to people using my generic vernacular instead of gaming vernacular, but it's so much fun. I love it. Yeah, I love I playing the game. I haven't played it in a while. It's, it's one of the things that I feel like, for me, COVID over the past months have really dampen my in-person playing with people game you know i just i just haven't done a lot of it i do some online stuff like some online games uh but that's it does so tab- what we've done does table we can, to- does, we, go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say does we ta- place- go ahead sorry <laughs> your turn you a tabletopia and some of those uh allow you to play some of those games i haven't looked to see if sentinels on the multiverse is on there um we actually what we do is we connect um we connect uh on zoom and then i take my ipad which has a good camera on it and point it down and i have the main part of the board on my table and then i'm on camera and i can see everybody else so I can, as long as everybody's got a set of the game, even if you have cards, if you have a set that I don't have that has a character in it that I don't have, you can still play it because you've got the cards. Right. And so we just sit there and we can watch. And then there's a, a, a an app 
that will um, do that will do all the scorekeeping for you. Okay. So someone else dials in with their phone and points it at, at and shares that screen from the from their iPad um, with all the stats. So we can we can we figured out it's a multi-step process, but we have figured out how to play Sentinels together. And okay. we all live like a couple of miles away from each other, but we still like nope. Steam, just so you know, Steam uh, has a version of Sentinels of the Multiple. They do, but it's janky. Oh, it's janky. Yeah, they haven't finished. Um, so I didn't want to say anything to Chris because I didn't want to be that person again. But I ended up saying it to one of his other game designers, not realizing it was one of them. I was like, yeah, he does the web the he does the online the steam version it's like yeah it gets super janky and we were like halfway through the game and it's really frustrating it's so annoying i don't know who coded it and he wrote i did i'm really sorry (laughs) i'm not sorry because it's not working (laughs) good feedback good feedback little bum my karate school our governor has uh imposed another shutdown so my karate karate school is closed for the next few weeks so I'm sorry. That, that, um, karate is like my therapy. It's cheaper than therapy, and mm. I get to hit people and I get to hit back. It's you get to beat the shit out of them. Yes, yes, yes. And there's no legal consequence. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I get to, you know, sometimes I get to fight a girl and have my ass kicked by her. Yeah. Nice, nice, very good. Are you? I, I, go ahead. Oh no, I'm just. I'm not going to make any assumptions as to, you know, whatever floats your boat, son. Hey. <laughs> I'm single. I got to, you know, you know, get what I can. Right. Right. You know, they've been kind of joking when Boba Fett came back. I don't know if the act. He's been getting some crap because he's, he might have brought some pounds because it's like Boba Fett with the dad bod. They, they, they slimmed him down the last episode. Yeah. So. Well, he was wearing all that heavy clothing. People should not judge. F them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bring that up, and I'll make sure that the language is clean. But I'll bring it up big. Like if we talk about that on on the show, which is probably what we're we should be doing should. right we now. Will. We will. We will. But I, I've been recording them. You know, as the usual. I record everything. I know. Oh boy. <laughs> but. Oh, you should. Last when we reviewed Enterprise. Uh, Scott and Dave are having some fun with uh, Chrissy uh, singing some Faith of the Heart. I hate that song. Yeah, well, we we, we, we sang it to her. They serenaded her. With yeah, it. she she hated it. What's <laughs> it? Yeah, she. Did we? Did somebody post on on our on our on our page the? I'm really bored. I've watched. I'm so bored. How can you tell? I sit through the opening credits of Enterprise. I did. I, I, I saw, saw that. that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not that bored. Yeah. Me neither. Uh. <laughs>